Hello, I'm Dr. Kim, your host, sharing the bonafide doggone truth. Come along and dig good vibrations with me through the divine goodness of God. We're going to explore wellness through worship of King Jesus, learning through what dogs teach us, implementing clean living, so we can all, human and animal, be well, be whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 8, 32, New King James. Kind of go more into depth in this because of the things that I'm running into and I've seen over the years. And I'll, I'll tell you about that today. We're going to talk about listening for wellness. There's a difference between the sound of it and the listening for it. It's really a shift in perspective. Now, you know, Dr. Basham and I talked about perspective a lot last week, and I hope you enjoyed that podcast. He will be back with us. This is a topic that's near and dear to both of our hearts. What prompted this week was, first of all, I always pray before I do the podcast, but also because this just seems to come up a lot. There's a lot of fear, and not just from conventional medicine these days. Lots of fear mongering in natural health. I have never seen it be like this. And it's really dismaying to me because the natural health was always a way to encourage people to inspire them to go back to the basics. And I love that there's so many more people now homesteading. There are people who are showing us how to do it. They're writing books on it. And yet there's still so much fear mongering. Maybe, just maybe, it's because there was money in that. There's money in keeping people afraid. And you think, okay, well, we're in natural health. We teach everybody the laws of health, the basics, you know, of nutrition and pure water and exercise and sunshine and fresh air and doing everything in moderation, getting good rest, trusting in the laws of all the laws of health and trusting in God. And then they think, well, that's too simple. And also if people get well, then we don't make any money. <laughs> so let's scare them into buying all these products and all these things. And you guys would say, well, Dr. Kim, you do that. You offer essential oils. See, they were my road to wellness. They are my tuning forks. Let's just start with a quote, as I often, often do, and I'll tell you where all this came from. I really like that the idea is that we don't listen in our society. We wait until we have an opportunity to speak. But the most successful people on this planet are really good listeners, and if you'll watch an interview with them, they look at the person that they're being interviewed by, and they listen intently. And they don't always answer the, the direct question. They answer what was really being implied, because they listened. Okay, so this one's by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she says, I'm a very strong believer in listening and learning from others. Listening be the operative word. But I also downloaded a couple of really good verses that kind of spoke to me today. One says, listening is often the only thing needed to help someone. <laughs> and then this one says, do not listen with the intent to reply, but with the intent to understand. Now, I don't know who the authors of these are. They were unknown, but they're the truth. <laughs> and it's something that I've heard a lot. And I've heard God saying to me a lot lately about these two things. Now, some of you may know who Simon Sinek is, and he's all about sharing with people. They don't care about you or me or whatever. People want to know that you care about them. 
and they want to know the why, what, you know, the why for them. It's really the why. It's not the what or the how. It's far more the why. Often we'll see how to do this or how to do that as the titles of articles and seven ways to do this, seven ways to do that. But bottom line, what you're looking for is the why. How is that going to fit in? How is that going to apply to me? I hope that I can help you see some of that today because really you're the why for this podcast. He said, Simon Sinek, there's a difference between listening and waiting for your turn to speak. It's just another spin on the previous quote that I shared with you. It's really, really important that we do that. So what got me on this topic was I shared a silly quote on Instagram, and it was this, and I'll just share the story with you. It says, some say people who use oils are straight up weirdos, and that's fine. If weird means healthy, whole, and protected, then yeah, I'm super freaking weird. And we're talking about essential oils here. Other people took it to mean CBD oil and other things, and it's applicable for that as well. So I wrote this little thing that said, when I was in the sixth grade, yes, I can remember back that far, I was the new girl at yet another new school, meaning not part of the quote-unquote in crowd. I'm still not. And I went to a lot of different schools until middle school. We started middle school back then in the seventh grade. And I was not into boys for anything other than friends because, gee, I had and still do four brothers. But boys weren't a mystery, in other words. I was into animals. I would play. Yes, kids were still kids at that age when I was growing up with toy animals a lot. We had pets, so I played with them too. Duh. <laughs> Nearly every book I read was on animals, too, as I was and still am an avid reader. I mean, that's how you learn, yo. So what does that have to do with this meme? Every dang thing. Big pause. I was called weird animal girl derogatorily. So guess what? I totally own that now, and I'm totally a wag and happy to be so. So if you call me a weird oily girl, I'll own that, too, as in totally, but the acronym won't be as good. So here's what came up in the comments. And this one is a friend of mine, and... And she just said, I wish we could actually share how great essential oils are without fear. I'm still not over that with Young Living. Okay, because the FDA stepped in once this company became a billion-dollar company and decided to clamp down on our speech because it was profiting and free speech isn't allowed when you're talking about pretty much natural health, really supposedly nothing. It's supposed to be all businesses under commercial speech, but we know that that can be really targeted, and I won't go into all that politics stuff. You know what? I've talked about that so much on all of my previous podcasts. Yeah, it just so negative and I see so much negativity in the world that I wanted to address this in a positive way. See, and that's part of the issue here. We're always talking about the negative. We're always looking for the negative. We're drawn to the negative for some reason. So we're looking for the illness. We're afraid. We're afraid. We're afraid. This is what I said to my friend. I said, well, we can share how great the oils are by focusing on wellness rather than disease or illness. That's the better way to focus and share since we aren't about treating disease, but about promoting and building health. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. It's all about fear. And then the other thing I said to her was also this. The thing is, it's been this way for decades in natural health. So as a naturopath, I've learned to focus on wellness rather than illness. I teach people wellness mindset and lifestyle and illness won't abide there. It's a shift in perspective on our parts. So it's really about thinking differently and listening differently. 
family. So last week, if you'll recall, when Dr. Basham and I were discussing, I, I told a story about a woman I know who homesteads. They have like 340 acres of land. She's a, a Royal Crown Diamond in Young Living, I think only 29 years old. Her and her husband are young. They have children they fostered, children they've had on their own, and they're amazing parents, and they share their journey, you know, through photography because she's a photographer beautiful photography and showing their homesteading life you know talking about all the wild blackberries that are growing on their property i mean when she's showing what her kids are eating for snacks they're eating watermelon and blackberries and all these natural things it's not candy and junk food she's growing they have they showed how they planted all their own gardens on this land for food they have goats and they have pigs and the pigs are rooting and the goats are eating all of the garbage and stuff the pigs are too and the chickens are pecking and they have guardian dogs, so the dogs are out living a natural life. The kids are outdoors all the time because she says dirt never hurt anyone. She didn't want to be about, you know, the kids being inside on their devices. She has them for homeschooling, and that's pretty much her kids are outdoors, running barefoot on the ground all over the place, and they have so much property and privacy that they can do that, and a really big house so that they can have people come stay with them, which I thought was so cool. So the point of this was, what do you think everybody focused in on? Not, oh, wow, you're building their immunity by running in the dirt, playing in the dirt, acquiring natural immunity through interacting in the environment. They're not afraid of nature. The, their dad is teaching them how to plant gardens, how to build chicken houses and how to raise them, how to raise animals, how to do all these things in addition to, you know, the regular schoolwork. And she teaches them too. And they interact with their kids all the time. So it's like this whole family interaction, homesteading, they're learning valuable life tools. What did everybody hone in on? They honed in on what could make them sick. Instead of looking at that lifestyle without all the toxic cleaning chemicals and all the toxic fertilizers and all of the things in their minds that were toxic running through watching all the junk on social media and the internet, they were out living life the way we were intended to in the outdoors, in the fresh air, in the sunshine, digging in the dirt. And if you'll look into dirt some more, you'll find out that there's a whole lot of reasons why that's calming for us, why that's healthy for us. And that's how we build our immunity. They wanted to know about the ticks because we've been so indoctrinated to be so afraid of them because of Lyme disease. So we're taught to get injections and to put all these other toxins on us and in us to protect us from a bug, a bug that has evolved, by the way, to survive because of that. And the only way to combat it is through nature and through supporting our immune systems. That's the true way to do it. So they couldn't see all that. She finally said, you guys, you know, okay, so here's the spray I use to put on my kids and, and my animals. And of course it was using with essential oils, a basic spray, and it wasn't very heavy duty, uh, <laughs> geranium oil for one. And again, I'm only referring to Young Living. Don't go out to the stores because a lot of those are grown with what? Pesticides and synthetics are mixed in. So those are dangerous. You don't want to go with something that doesn't have a seed to seal stamp on it like Young Living does. So bottom line was they were worried about the diseases for themselves, for their children, for their pets. They couldn't see, their eyes couldn't see. They weren't listening for the wellness. They weren't seeing what she was saying. They weren't hearing what she was saying. They were only looking for and listening for the illness, the disease that could happen. So we're trading an, a possibility of acute illness for the assuredness 
when we do all those toxins of chronic illness and long-term and debilitating, it doesn't make any sense to me. It just never has. So listening for the wellness, listening, a quote that I had, and it was from a book I had read. This was by Connie Hunter-Urban, Blockages to Healing was an article she wrote. And there's a book that she wrote titled, Be Healed. Don't beg for it. In scripture, they never begged for or asked for it. They simply stated it. Yeah, there's a listening. you got to really be listening. I hear people begging for it all the time. But when you go back to the scriptures, not even Jesus begged for it. He simply stated it. What do you want from me? He listened to them and he gave that to them. And you'd say, oh, well, because he's who you say is God or whatever. No, he was a man just like us, stripped of his divinity to walk it out and show us. I'm not a theologian or a pastor or any of those things. I just know what I'm reading and what I'm listening for is his voice. His voice is the voice of healing and wellness and wholeness. That's what the word, the Greek word sozo means. That's what the word saved means. Healed, delivered, set free, made whole, kept safe and sound. So she wrote this. She said, with words, you create the reality in which you walk. Agreeing with him, meaning Jesus, brings change. And we're talking positive change there. It brings a perspective that you may never have had. So while I see people afraid and fearing for the very thing you fear can come upon you. That's in, in the book of Job where he says, the very thing I feared has come upon me. Because when you're focused on that and thinking about that, because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he also from scripture. We have to change what we're listening for. And I know every time I open social media from friends that are sharing some of the most horrific things that are happening to animals all the time. And I know that they are. I'm not in denial of that. And I'm not saying not to help and support remedying that because we must do. We must seek justice and do the right things. But when we're looking at our own health and that of our dogs, we want to look at what is good and what is right. Think on what we want, not what we don't want. Listen for what is true. Listen for what is healing. Listen for what is positive. And it might sound hokey, but you know, I'm finding out more and more. There's a pastor I listen to. His name is Dan Muller. And I learn a lot of these truths from him because of how he prays. And he shows us, he doesn't say, oh my gosh, look at, I really screwed up. I have so far to go. Oh, you know, look at, oh, I need to get so far to be this person. He simply states, you know what? I'm growing. You know what? Thank you that that's not who I am anymore. Thank you. And he uses an example of a guy who wanted to quit smoking. He just felt convicted in his heart to do that. And his pastor told him while he was smoking to go ahead and declare that he thanks God that he's been set free from the bondage of that addiction. And it was like, what? That's like hypocritical. No, because you're believing for a better thing, a better way, being rooted and grounded in love. It only took about a week, I guess, however long it took him to get through a pack of cigarettes. And he just realized when he went to buy the second pack, he usually would strike them up before he was walking out the store and he was driving down the road and he went, huh? I didn't even light a cigarette. He didn't even open it. And he realized he didn't have a desire for it anymore. He was listening for the truth. He was listening for healing for himself. And he received that. That's something that I'm real focused on right now because I know with what I went through with my dog, Shotzi, what I went through with my dog, Meshach, the one who had the grand mal seizures, the Great Dane, what I went through with my neomastic Shadrach and all I learned with all that he went through. And here's the thing, every one of them 
were well, like Shotzi and uh, Shadrach especially, they lived to their older years. And Shotzi came late. Shadrach I got when he was four and a half months old. They both lived into, Shadrach was almost 12. She was almost 13. With all of the damage that had been done to them in their early years, and Shadrach is a puppy and the way he was raised and just all the things I did wrong for the first four years thinking I was doing the right thing. But when we learn better, we do better, right? So I look at her life, and recently what made me think of this, good friend of mine, Kathy, she listens to this podcast. So hey, Kath, shout out to you, girl. She was introduced by a friend to another woman who I know they're going to become friends because she's helping her to see the truth of a natural whole health lifestyle for her friend's dog. And this woman thought she was doing everything right in a series of circumstances, which I won't go into because I want to keep that private. I haven't asked permission. And through surgery and certain things, this dog ended up with worse problems than ever before. That could have maybe been remedied with simple poultice. He's lost some valuable function in his life and now has autoimmune illness as a result of the conventional care that he received. It's a little dog, and the owner is just mortified. She feels like, why did I do this? My friend Kathy listened to her, listened to her, listened to her, listened to her, and then gently and kindly told her, the raw diet will do this, and here's what will help him. Here's how immunity is acquired. Here's this, here's that. And I said, you know what, girl, you are a nature path. I'm just like, you maybe don't have the degree, but you totally are. I'm learning so much from how you approach this. She gently led this person and this woman's learning now, but she feels really bad about her dog. Well, you know what? I felt really bad about Shadrach. I even felt bad about Shotzi because I think of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. I could have done this different or that different. But let me just tell you this. We learn and then we apply. These are our teacher dogs and we can't beat ourselves up. We're learning to listen for wellness. See, Kathy did that with her dog, her first dog. She was too afraid to do all these things until after he passed. And then she said, nope, every dog from there forward is going to be raised naturally. And she learned it, she said, from me, listening to my former podcast. That was humbling to me because she has taken it so much further and really applied it to her own health and since has now five dogs, five more dogs, two kitties, all done natural. And she even has tortoises <laughs> and fish. And they're all getting this wonderful natural life. And I just think it's so amazing that she took that and applied it to all subsequent animals. So that little dog of hers was not only helped, she didn't maybe was able to turn him around, but she learned from it and went forward. And now she just looks for the solution. She just listens for the wellness, not the illness, and focuses on that and has made a difference in all these animals' lives. And then now other people that she helps when they're ready, she sits and listens to them and then helps them. Now I ask you guys to listen to the audios and you'll learn. You'll learn if you're really listening. When I release this new version of the Doggone Truth Club, hopefully you'll want to listen and be part of that and learn. Then I will feel like I have given back from what I learned from Shadrach and Meshach and Shotzi and all the ones before them that I can see now what they were teaching me. I can hear it now. And with our current dog, King, who's teaching me as I learned to listen to him. And he is a very challenging dog, but I love him so much. And he's teaching me to be calmer and kinder because that's what he responds to if we're listening for wellness. And when we're stressed and things strike up in him, that's part of his autoimmune, then I know, uh uh-oh, 
I've gotten caught up in the world again. I've gotten caught up in all the drama. I've gotten caught up in all of the anger, the frustration, the fear, instead of being focused in the love and abiding there. You know, Shotzi didn't suffer in vain. Neither did Shadrach or Meshach. They taught me so much. And you know what? Jesus didn't either when we're listening for wellness, when we're listening for him, for wholeness. And I hope that you will take something away from this and apply it to your own life, apply it to your dog's life, and see, if nothing else, what have you got to lose for trying? And don't keep listening for all the wrongs. There's a lot of that. I want to share with you a book I've been reading is about listening prayer. Here's where we're stuck in this. And I know I'm going a little longer than normal, but I just really want to share this. It's a 30 days of devotional book, and it's called The Art of Listening Prayer, Hearing God's Voice Amidst Life's Noise. And he talked about a friend of theirs that had, were building a house and they wanted a basement and they were going to build this big house, but then they ended up just living in the basement, <laughs> never finished the house. He doesn't know why. And he says, so what was supposed to be a floor became their ceiling. And could they have had so much more and more spread out? Yes. And he says, so that's kind of what we do in our lives, in our believers' lives. We, we tend to limit God that way. We tend to limit what he can do in our lives. And we're always about the flesh, always about our skin and, and stuff. We're never thinking about the spiritual and where all this debilitation and illness starts as it segues into our soul or mind, will, and emotions and then manifests in our bodies. We never get to that. And it affects our animals too. There was this book that was all about that and learning to be grateful for what we do have, not what we don't have. We're focusing on all the woulda, coulda, shouldas instead of what we have and what we can be grateful for. That's really taken some work in me to flip that thinking and not get so angry and not be so reactive and not think about what I don't have. Oh no. Oh, this is, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. And do I have challenges in my life? You better believe I do. Just like everybody else. It's not perfect, but it's a perspective that helps when I'm listening for those good things and for what blessings come out of the adversity that we have. And as I look back on the lives of these dogs who I was really ready to listen to and receive what they were teaching me, what God was teaching me through them, then I've been able to go on and share with others that are helping others that are helping others that are helping others. And that's how we pay it forward by listening. I hope that by listening today, you will receive and then you will do the same for someone else. And that's how we grow and that's how our animals get better. And stop listening to, be real discerning, stop listening to all the garbage on the news and on television and on social media and on the internet in general so that we have our minds focused on what is beautiful and what is true, what is noble, what is excellent, what is praiseworthy. It's Philippians 4. That's all I got for this time. So until next time, you guys, remember this. When you know the truth, when you know him, then the truth will make you free. Thank you for listening. And remember, when you know the truth, Jesus, then the truth will make you free. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. 3 John 1, 2. The Dog on Truth podcast is a production of Aspen Bloom. All rights reserved and may not be resold or utilized in any way without express written permission by Aspen Bloom and Dr. Kim Bloomer. The information I share represents what I, an animal naturopath, have chosen to do to take charge of my own personal health and that of my family and pets. Information learned here is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure, but rather to encourage and empower you to make your own health care and dietary decisions and those of your pets based upon your own research 
in partnership with your health care providers when needed, but especially to depend on Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Side note, I often mention products that I use, some as an affiliate or brand partner, such as Young Living Essential Oils, Whole Tones Music, etc. I'll always tell you when I do represent those companies. Otherwise, they're simply things I've chosen to use for my own family and have benefited from, so I share those with you. Last, but certainly not least, I encourage you to dig in and make your own informed decisions through your own personal responsibility, research, application, and due diligence. Thank you 